Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. and Missoula Sports Center. Both of the Division I men's basketball teams from the state of Montana kept rolling over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. In the first action in Missoula in 26 days for the Montana men's team, the Grizzlies built their winning streak to four straight by defeating traditional rivals Idaho and Eastern Washington, respectively, at Dahlberg Arena. Thursday, Montana did whatever it wanted offensively on the way to an 81-62 win over a struggling Idaho team that did come to Missoula on its first two-game Division I winning streak in almost four years. And on Saturday, Montana completed its season sweep of defending Big Sky Conference champion Eastern Washington by holding on in a thriller 61-59 over the Eagles. UM now 8-2 in Big Sky Conference play, 15-6 overall. In Bozeman, the Bobcats swept the same two pairs of teams, but in a different order. MSU earned a 69-63 win over the high-scoring Eagles Thursday in Bozeman. And Saturday, MSU jolted out to a 20-4 lead in the first half, then held on for a 70-64 win over Idaho. Montana State also also 8-2 in league play and have now won 12 out of their last 13 contests. The Grizz play at first-placed Weber State on Thursday evening, and the Bobcats play in Ogden Saturday night against a Weber State squad with a 10-1 Big Sky Conference record. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
I've been just geeking out to the 90s music. This phenomenon that existed in the 90s, it didn't really exist in any other of the like modern era decades in music. I'm a huge music guy, as you can tell. If you listen to this show, I really love the history of music. Someday when I'm old, maybe I'll teach like the history of rock and roll at a, at a university or something. That'd be fun. But this 90s phenomenon where bands would be so big so fast that then they'd become parodies of themselves almost or like caricatures of their own act. And because they were, like, too good, too fast, too soon, then people would just hate them? Even though they were the same band, sometimes bands just, like, run out of stuff. And, like, their albums just get incrementally worse or whatever. But, like, Hootie and the Blowfish that we're listening to right there, their first three albums were fire. But because people started mocking Darius Rucker after he got to the point where he was so famous and so uh, he was so easy to imitate... Then we just like flushed all these great bands down the toilet. It was so weird. Anyways, that phenomenon has just been tripping me out. And I also think it's it's notable that like two of the other most famous '90s bands that then remain famous today, they made a concerted effort to not let that happen to them. Both Pearl Jam and the Dave Matthews Band, like Pearl Jam, famously wouldn't make music videos. They had gotten this huge spat with Ticketmaster because they wanted to be able to have way more affordable ticket prices. And like Dave Matthews Band, they cut their first couple albums. And then after they were sort of crossover, almost pop, Dave decided, oh, I want to I want to take this a whole different direction. And they uh, wrote Under These Crowded Streets, which certainly had a couple radio hits. But the album is very dark and filled with religious symbolism and, and all sorts of jazz and blues notes and, and totally different. And it totally took the band a different way. And that's why those bands are sustainable. They didn't get eaten up. They, they could have both become these parodies and just gotten destroyed and instead uh, they didn't so that's what i've been thinking about that's a a, a view inside my twisted mind nuanas now espn radio as well as swx montana television i'm colter nuanas coming to you from the northwest motorsport studio thanks so much for hanging out with us great show filled with awesome guests so far we heard from Riley Corcoran, the voice of the grizz off the top we also had brett cutoff as well as rogue swenson in studio for the Fire and Ice charity hockey game that's Saturday night at the Glacier Ice Rink. It's the Missoula City Fire Department versus Wildland Firefighters from around Western Montana. Free admission. All the money goes to a great cause. We also did our Treasure State Stars for the week, highlighting some of the best individual performances. And uh, I also broke open this fun book that I got over Christmas. Because I was so excited about getting out early, and by the way, just a couple minutes here before we hear from Travis DeCure from the University of Montana, head, men, head, head men's basketball coach, excuse me, as well as Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, I talked about this book that has all these historical sports figures in it. And uh, the one I highlighted today, and I'm going to highlight these from time to time just throughout the weeks and, and upcoming year, until we get through all 100, that's right. You're going to learn about all 100 people in that book. I promise you. You're going to love it. You're going to actually, this is going to give you fodder at cocktail parties, I promise. But our guy, Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back, he actually said, oh, let me in on this. I didn't see the text. My phone was away from me on, in the studio here, so I didn't see it. But he said, I, I got something to say about Grover Cleveland Alexander. It's funny because I, I, I used to be such a geek, Andrew, when I was a kid, just reading like historical baseball books. When I was 12, I could have given you all of Grover Cleveland Alexander's everything because I just had it all memorized. And I've since forgotten some of that stuff, especially for the guys from like the 20s like he is. But he's sort of a a notorious figure in the history of baseball, right? 
Yeah, Coulter, I'm the same way as you. I mean, I just love reading about these old baseball guys and figuring out where they fit in history because baseball is the one American sport that really, when you're talking about history, I mean, the history of the NBA, the NFL doesn't really get going until the 1940s. I mean, baseball, you've got over a century. Totally. Grover Cleveland Alexander is such an interesting guy because he is a little bit forgotten nowadays because sort of that great pitcher of the 1920s, Walter Johnson was still pitching then. Yep. Lefty Grove was around then. Christy Masterson probably then, right? Finished his career a little bit earlier, but those were the big names. I think the one thing that confuses me about Grover Cleveland Alexander sometimes is Lefty Grove. The fact that they were peers, sometimes I think you you get get them them mixed up, right? And they both pitched in Philadelphia because Grover Cleveland Alexander pitched for the Phillies, Lefty Grove pitched for the Athletics. Right, right, right. That's the other thing worth remembering. There was two professional baseball teams in Philadelphia back then. No doubt. So here's here's your story about Grover Cleveland Alexander. Great pitcher, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He was a little bit of a... He liked his liquor. Carouser. He's, we'll a, he's a rounder. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He, sure. he liked to stay out all night. And that yeah. was exacer- not, not exactly rare those that day and age for baseball players. No, either. and potentially exacerbated. I mean, he, he spent the 1918 season in France and fighting World War One, And wow. he uh, was gassed. You know, he came back. He had, like, some, some PTSD, and that probably didn't help with the drinking. Here's the totally, story. Totally, gosh. These yeah. guys are so unbelievable. Like. They, I I I I I've I've been stuck on this thought, and I know sometimes I I, I get stuck on uh, analyzing the state of society in the, in the through the lens that it's just rapidly declining, and I know that that's somewhat dramatic and and sort of um, cynical, and I need to work on the the positive part of it, but. Truly, I've been harping on this because I do think it's important. I'm not going to let this part go. History is so important, but I don't think that people realize or acknowledge nearly what they should, what some of these pro athletes. I mean, Ted Williams left for war multiple times and then came back and hit like 380 after being gone for years at a time. It's unparalleled. I mean, these guys now, oh, they come back from a torn Achilles. That's fine. Fly a fighter jet in Korea for multiple years and almost die every single day. That's real adversity. No doubt. I mean, Grover Cleveland Alexander, he won 28 games as a rookie in 1911. Seven years later, he was in the trenches in France. Unbelievable. So anyway, here's the story about Grover Cleveland Alexander and his and his uh, drinking. And I, I knew this story and I just had to look it up to make sure I had the details right. He was on the Cardinals pitching in the 1926 World Series. Won game six to force a game seven. Went out that night. Okay. Celebrated. Yeah. Had to come in in game seven because their starter uh, got a blister on his hand. Came in in the seventh inning with the bases loaded. Allegedly, perhaps apocryphally, still drunk or at the very least <laughs> nursing a massive hangover. Oh, my goodness. Struck out Tony Lazari in the seventh inning with the bases loaded to get out of the inning. Ran into trouble again in the ninth. Uh, I think walked Babe Ruth. He's, he's out there. He's struggling. This is how the series ends, man. Babe Ruth caught trying to steal second base with two outs in the ninth inning of the wow. Game 7 in the World Series. Unbelievable. St. Louis Cardinals win. So there's your Grover Cleveland Alexander story. I love that. Once upon a time, Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Once upon a time, I, I, was, I, was, pretty, um, I was pretty sly when I was a teenager, and uh, I convinced my, profe- or my teachers uh, my senior year of high school 
to allow me to write my senior paper about the history of the World Series. So I wrote a 25-page paper when I was 18 years old about the history of the World Series. I can't believe that they let that fly. But, I mean, you know, I still had to do a lot of research and stuff, but... You know, that's, that's a lot of different uh, research paper than a lot of the high school kids were having to write. That was a pretty fun, pretty easy. I know you're a big Richard Drake guy, and this oh, is getting yeah. way off oh, topic yeah. over, at the, over at the university, oh, yeah. oh, the yeah. great history professor at the University of legend. Montana. Richard Drake is a legend. If Richard Drake had a class right now, I would straight up sign up for it. I would absolutely go to it. Just once off, don't care about a degree. I would go on Tuesdays at 10. No problem. I would love that. Anyway, uh, I took his great historians class when I was still nice. at UM. The first assignment of the semester is to write a paper about your favorite historian. Okay. I chose uh, Bill James, the baseball statistician. Oh, yeah. oh, what yeah. people oh, yeah. don't realize about Bill James is he's famous for the statistics. Yeah. He's also a great writer, an yep. incredible historian. I can't believe he let me get away with it either, but I was writing in there about Bobby Avila, and one of the notes he left on, on my paper was like, oh, yeah, man, I watched him play for Cleveland in the 1950s. He loved it. Got a great grade, but, like, yeah, I, I was the same way as you, man. There's your history lesson for the day. Thanks for listening to ESPN Radio. How about some hoops? Around the big sky in men's hoops presented by Skyline Sports. Skyline Sports has paired with the Big Sky Conference. We have two passes for you for the Big Sky Tournament in Boise, March 6th through the 13th. All you have to do is either tweet us or text us, Big Sky in Boise, or you can just say whatever. Just tell us you want to go to the tournament. Big Sky in Boise is the easiest thing to remember. You can tell us anyway via Twitter, at Skyline Sports MT, at 1029 ESPN, or at Krista Redpath. She's also a part of this as our uh, women's basketball analyst. Or you can also text us here at ESPN Radio, 888-1029. Big Sky in Boise. We got a pair of passes for you. University of Montana. Has won seven of their last eight. They sit at eight and two in conference play. They got a first place showdown against league leading Weber State in Ogden on Thursday. It's a huge turning point for the Grizzlies. If they can win this game, even if they don't win it, but if, if they can win this game, they are they've affirmed themselves absolutely as a contender for the conference title. And I didn't know if that was going to be the case for this group this year. I do think they have uh, aspirations and the potential to get there. I didn't know if it would be this year. But Travis DeCure, he's doing a heck of a job. Montana's head men's basketball coach, I caught up with him earlier today. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hope you're having an outstanding Tuesday. We're all the way into our Big Sky Conference basketball coverage now. And the Big Sky Conference tournament, less than a month away for another tournament champion to be crowned. We're joined now, here on Nuanas Now, by Travis DeCure, eighth-year head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team. The Grizz on a four-game winning streak after sweeping the weekend. They defeated Idaho's 81-62 on Thursday night, and then a thrilling 61 61- 59 victory over Eastern Washington and Dahlberg Arena. First and foremost, Coach, it was great just watching some live basketball. It's been almost four weeks since the last time I actually saw your team live. So uh, no, not much rust for you guys on the home court, though. You're 11-0 at home this year, 13 straight home wins. So what was it like being back on your home court this last weekend? It was great. Um, you know, the last time we were home, too, uh, before that stretch, we, we didn't have our students either. So the numbers were down. So it was good to, you know, feel a normal crowd, a normal Grizz crowd in attendance and, and have our guys go out and perform in front of them. At the end of the Eastern game, you went over to the student section and sort of celebrated with them a little bit. What was that moment like? Because it's your alma mater. I know you take great pride in the University of Montana, but the sh- the students, they're, they're starting to come back. They're starting to show out a little bit. What was that moment like for you? It was huge. Uh, you know, it was just an opportunity to thank you for being there and supporting us. Um, you, you win close ball games like Saturdays, and, you know, they play a role 
as does the, the the rest of the fans. But, you know, as a former student athlete, I just remember what it felt like when they showed up. And so I just want to make sure that they were appreciated. Well, for my seat, uh, sitting courtside watching Eastern Washington, I think the first half of the game, I only watched about half the game because I had to check my roster every single time Eastern would do something because I didn't recognize any of their players. I know the program so well, but they got 12 <laughs> new guys. I know it's the second time around for Montana playing Eastern this year, but that's sort of a, a microcosm of the state of affairs in college basketball, right? I mean, pretty weird seeing a team with 12 new faces, especially when they were the Big Sky champions last year. Yeah, that in combination of coaching change. I, you know, I honestly believe if if if, if Shante Leggins were still there, or if you know they would have made a little bit of quicker hire with Riley, that that maybe the majority of that team is still intact. Um, and I think when when coaches leave, you're going to get pretty big turnover like that. And then obviously, like what, what you're kind of getting at is with the transfer portal and things like that, there is a, quite a bit of relocating. And I think that what they've done is taken advantage of it with so many guys leaving that they were able to still bring in some good talent that can help win games. If you're Montana head men's basketball coach, Travis DeCure, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. Thanks for being here. Coach, this time of year, when the calendar turns to February, I love because a lot of times you get to see teams start to come together and coalesce, and you can see the, the chemistry and the execution become more sharp. From your perspective, it seems like your team is experiencing exactly that. It seems like the rotation's gotten locked in, and, and your guys are playing with, with great continuity. What does that take, though? How, how have you guys been able to sort of put that on display these these last couple of weeks well it's tough it takes a lot of time um to create that you know and, and especially the way we're built when you bring in high school kids and, and, and young men that want to be a part of something special and you're preaching program it takes time uh to create that and develop that especially when you have so many guys graduate at one one point in time like we did in 2019 so we kind of ended up rebuilding not necessarily talent but chemistry um and 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 the tenacity necessary to win championships on the defensive side of the ball Last year, we just had a lot of young players, inexperienced players, that towards the end of the season were showing signs of upside. And I think right now we're, we're starting to see the fruits of the hard work that those guys have put in since last April. So interesting, too, because when you're recruiting guys from the high school level, almost always they either have really great potential or they are such prolific players in that moment. And so most guys are, you know, big-time scorers when they're coming out of high school. That's how they're getting Division One looks. Not to say they aren't good defensive players, but what's the mentality shift like? Because oftentimes you, ha- you do have guys that maybe score 25 a game in high school. They have to come in and, and uh, play a completely different role. H- how do you get guys to sort of turn that corner mentally and buy into that element of the game? Well, it's tough. You know, when in high school, when you're scoring 20, 25 a game, you probably rest on defense. And um, for these guys to learn uh, how important it is to overexert yourself on defense and find your breaks during dead balls or, or, or maybe even throw your hand in the air and get a sub is tough because it's, uh, it's tough to accept coming out of the game. These guys aren't used to that. So uh, you almost got to undo some habits that have been created that made them good and recreate new ones that make them better basketball players and more complete basketball players at a higher level. Tomorrow here on Nuanas Now, we'll be joined by Brandon Whitney. He'll be our a weekly Grizz interview for the week. Uh, we catch up with players each and every week here on Nuanas Now. We'll usually play those for you Wednesday about 5.30. This week, Coach, our, our Grizz high, highlight is Brandon Whitney, and uh, he has really transformed in this element that we're talking about. I know you liked him coming out of high school defensively, but now he's absolutely a lockdown defensive player. I mean, if the league race ended today, and this was the midpoint of the season, if you gave a first-half defensive MVP, he'd get my vote for sure. How's he been able to do it? What has it taken for Brandon Whitney to evolve into this sort of uh, elite defensive player? Uh, 
Well, first, I think it's got to be in your heart, right? As coaches, we, we might see someone has the potential, um, athleticism, strength, and feel for basketball to be a good defender, but they got to want to be a good defender. And sometimes your competitive drive isn't always um, ignited on the defensive side of the ball, more so offensively, uh, because that's where, you know, that, that's what's publicized more often than anything. So, Sometimes you got to unteach some things, but with with him, uh, there is a competitiveness in him on that side of the ball. Uh, last year, he kind of owned it. You know, there were some things we did uh, defensively. We just had quite a few guys that weren't great defenders, and, and he made up for a lot of it by not requiring so much help in, in some of the situations that you find yourself in with ball screens and off ball screens and things like that. And he's just kind of grown since then. He's gotten stronger. Um, his feel um, for executing scouts and understanding scouts and things like that has gotten better. So as he He's matured and, and, and learned a lot more about the game. He just continues to get better. Um, but at the end of the day, like I say first, is it's got to be in your heart. The other guy I wanted to ask you about is Josh Bannon because you can tell he just lives in the gym because he'll implement new things every couple of weeks, and you'll, then you'll see him doing the game, and you're like, well, I never saw that move before. It seems like he's really working at his craft. How important is that, though, and where have you seen him grow? Oh, no question about it. Um, you know, last year he just wasn't shooting the ball very well. And, you know, we, we got to a point where we just said, hey, don't even shoot threes anymore. Just try to get mid-range shots close to the rim, things like that, to get his percentages up and make you more productive and, and more confident. And then in the off offseason, um, I, I don't know that anyone shot more shots than him in an off season as a college basketball player. Um, we, we gave the team a goal of making 40,000 shots and in a 12 week stretch, he did it in eight. Um, and so now in season, um, you know, he's in here nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock every morning, getting up shots on top of the shots we get up in practice. So, uh, our work pays off and he's just really committed to making himself a really good basketball player. He, he's always had great feel size, athleticism, and he's tough. Um, and so now your commitment on your skill set is, is, is what gets you over the hump. And I think the time he's been putting in has really led to his confidence in himself, his teammates, in him, and, and obviously ours. Um, and he just continues to grow. So I'm excited to see where, he, where, where, where this thing ends up. Chris Men's basketball coach Travis Takir joining us here on ESPN Radio. Nuana's now. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. The Grizz won four in a row, sit at 8-2 and two in conference play. Big-time road trip with a first-place matchup against Weber State on Thursday. Weber won last night over Eastern Washington, so now the Wildcats, the first team in the league with 10 league victories. Coach, the only loss Weber State has this year is in Missoula. You guys took down Weber 74-72 back on New Year's Day. The rematch is going to be a good one. What do you like about the way your team has played so far in 2022, and, and how do you take that momentum into one of, if not the toughest place besides Montana, to play in the entire league? Well, I, you know, I, I think both teams have gotten better since we saw them, even though it, it wasn't quite that long ago. But they've made some adjustments um, in terms of their lineup and the guys that they're playing and where they're playing them and how they're utilizing them. And we've gotten better defensively. Uh, we've got more flow offensively. I think, you know, we, we've got a better feel for our rotation as well. Um, so I think both teams have improved. Uh, that game could have gone either way here. Uh, you know, there were moments where we, we could have pulled away and you saw them uh, try to pull away in the first half and, and then we kind of go back and forth in the second. It's your typical Weber, Montana, um, you know, bloodbath, really. It, it was very physical. I thought the officials let both teams play, which, you know, made you feel better about where it was with a minute to go in the game. Um, I wouldn't expect anything differently, but, you know, they're explosive. They score the ball at a high rate. They play fast. They've probably got more weapons on the floor than anyone in conference. And so our defensive principles and concepts are going to be challenged. Uh, our mental toughness, our physical toughness is going to be challenged. Uh, 
you know, have a good crowd. And, you know, Randy's a phenomenal coach, and he's got the respect of the officials. So, you know, it's going to be one of those deals where we're going to have to play well, and, and someone's going to have to have an out-of-body experience. We've done it before. We're confident about it, but we'll see what happens when the ball goes in the air. Grizz at Weber, 7 p.m. from the D Special Events Center there in Ogden, Utah. First place showdown in the Big Sky Conference. University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis DeCure joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for being with us. Anytime. Appreciate having me. Around the Big Sky and men's hoops presented by Skyline Sports. Well, happy Tuesday, everybody, and as has become part of our routine, Tuesdays mean it's the Montana State Minute with Danny Sprinkle. It is presented by JNV Restaurant Supply as well as Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. Coach Sprinkle, the head coach for the Montana State men's basketball team, his team red hot, seven in a row and 12 out of their last 13 after another weekend sweep, wins over Eastern Washington and Idaho. And, Coach, it was interesting watching your team because I think you'd probably agree with me. You guys played not, not that great offensively, but you played great defensively. So what do you like? Like about that element of it holding a couple big sky teams in the low 60s that's pretty good defensive effort yeah no it is especially you know eastern and idaho because both teams can really score the basketball and they got good offensive players um you know this time of year in conference you got to find different ways to win and i think that's the one thing this group is you know continually shown is they just you know whether we're playing ugly or we're either we're scoring the ball away or not scoring the ball away they're finding ways to win and uh you know i'm proud of them for that but there is there's still a lot of things that we got to clean up moving forward um you know in the month of february and march you know there you know you can't some of the mistakes we're making we're not going to be able to get away with those mistakes you know starting this saturday at weber state Montana State eight and two in league play now. At the kind of call it the halfway point, but I mean you played half of the games, but who knows if we're going to get all these games in? But just your overall evaluation, like you said, you guys have found some different ways to win. But what have you really liked about the team? Anything that surprised you? And what else do you really want to see improve here on the second half of the conference slate? Yeah, the thing I like the most is probably just our depth. You know, I mean we don't we don't win some of these games without our bench. You know, from you know Raekwon Battle and Nick Gazelas have been playing great you know, the last four games. They've made plays that have won the game for us. And, uh, you know, Great Osabar's had some really big minutes. Sam Lekalot, you know, has had some some really good minutes. And so it's been, uh, you know, it's been it's been a tremendous experience for them, you know, to come in, you know, losing Amon Adamu and Borja Fernandez for our trip to, you know, NAU and Portland State and to have the guys step up and play really well. You know, shows what kind of team we are and what kind of depth, you know, what you're going to need in February and March. Dave Sprigle joining us, third-year head coach for the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team. It's Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. And, Coach, you, you mentioned this last week, but just sort of elevating the expectation within the program and setting a higher standard and you know, continue to demand a lot from your players, uh, even if you are rolling along. So what have you thought of just the dynamic, though, of now you guys are a team, you know, play the, play the championship game of the tournament last year, a team that was picked to be one of the top teams in the league. What have you thought of the guys' ability to sort of handle that, to handle the fact that you guys are, you know, kind of on everybody's scouting report, on everybody, you know, kind of got a target on on your back yeah, each every each and every conference weekend. What have you thought of your guys' ability to sort of handle that element of basketball? You know, it, it's, it's been fun. You know, I think our guys, you know, they welcome that. And, uh, you know, our guys got a little swag. You know, we're not – they're not scared of the moment. You know, they're really not. You know, I'm, I'm proud of them for that because we, we've talked a lot about it starting in late June when we started our summer workout. You know, like we, we worked hard in the summer, you know, probably harder than a lot of people and putting bodies on bodies and being physical and because I wanted our guys to know that's what it's going to take. And our guys have embraced it, and especially our leaders, you know, Amon, Xavier, and Abdul, and Jabril. You know, and they've, they've really set the tone in practice in the weight room. You know, when we travel, like, Everywhere we go, you know, they're the ones really taking ownership of our culture.
It's so interesting, too, to look at uh, the individual statistics compared to the team statistics. And there, there's a lot of great players in the league this year. There's a lot of impact players that are new to the league this year. I mean, like guys like Jalen Cohen in Northern Arizona and Kobe McEwen at Weber State. And, uh, you know, the other, other guys, I mean, guys that are, that are, that, uh, are sort of playing elevator roles now at their schools as well. But you, know, you look at the individual scoring, for example, and, and no one from Montana State in the top 10, even though you guys are right there among the scoring leaders as a team. What have you thought of your scoring balance and how important is that? How reflective is that of the depth that, like you are just talking about? It's huge. You know, I think a lot of it starts with Xavier and Jabril. You know, Xavier's done a really good job, you know, getting, you know, because he's a scorer. That's that's what he is. And that before we got him, that's all he did was score. You know, and we really got him, you know, distributing, like thinking the game, you know, making plays for other guys because he draws so much attention when he gets the ball to the paint. And Jabril, you know, he's just, he is what he is. You know, he's just a monster down low and teams are double teaming him, triple teaming him. I mean, literally he gets fouled every possession. And, uh. He's done a tremendous job. You know, he's really improved his passing out of double teams. And so, you know, with with more shooters that we have this year with our depth from Nick Gazalish, Raekwon, Tyler Patterson, you know, and then other post guys that can pass. You know, it's been it's it's been huge for us. You know, Abdul played really good early in the season scoring the basketball. And now he's become even a facilitator too, you know, at times, which just it makes us really hard to guard. Dave Sprinkle joining us, the Montana State Minute, presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. Football season might be over. They were hooking you up with all your stuff for all your tailgates, but I'm sure you have other sorts of events, family gatherings, parties, whatever, or maybe you just own a restaurant. J&V Restaurant Supply can get you all set up for all of those different occasions. JVRestaurant.com. Coach, you mentioned Jabril Bello, and I, I've watched this in the league for 10-plus years. There, there's been plenty of guys that are that are – Tall and strong and all that, but it's just every once in a while you got that true big man, that true you know six nine, six ten, two fifty, who actually is the monster in the middle, just like Bello is. But I've seen in this league too; those guys get frustrated because, like you say, they get hammered on quite a bit. He doesn't seem to get as frustrated. I know sometimes, I mean, it's, it's human nature that sometimes you're going to get a little frustrated. But what if you thought away his? He's been able to keep his composure because he seems to stay out of foul trouble pretty well, and he seems to be able to handle the physicality that other teams try to play him with. He has. He's grown a lot in you know from his first year to last year to this year. Uh, you know, last year he was in foul trouble quite a bit, um, and it just, it it blew my mind after I watched the video and film of why he was the one in foul trouble and other people weren't. <laughs> right. Like I said, you know, he literally he he gets fouled every single time down the floor, and I'm not just saying that because I'm his coach. I watch the games and I watch how people guard him, and uh, I mean I feel bad for him a lot of the time, to be honest with you. But he does an unbelievable job keeping his emotions in check. And, you know, he's done a great job, you know, when he does get to the free throw line because he does get to the free throw line a lot. And, uh, you know, usually he knocks them down. He struggled last weekend. Uh, you know, but that's just an aberration. Like he's he's a tremendous free throw shooter for a big, which which is a huge, huge, you know, advantage for us, you know, when your big guy's making free throws. The other guy you just mentioned was Xavier Bishop. And I, I first of all, I, just such a fun guy. He's been on this show several times, and he's just so funny and, and such a charismatic dude. But you mentioned the fact that he's become more of a true point guard, and you can see that. I mean, I thought the NAU game was a great example of that. I mean, he had 25 points, but he also had six or seven assists, and he was getting in the paint, kicking the ball out to the perimeter. So you must love that. I mean, how much of that is just his own dedication to the craft? How much of that is, is you guys emphasizing that stuff to him, and, and how, how has he grown as a true point guard? I think it's both, you know, uh, you know, during his redshirt year, you know, like me and him, we had it out a couple of times because I had to, I had to get after him to, to be a point guard because I knew for us to be as good as we could be, you know, with the attention he was going to draw on ball screens and getting the ball in the paint, you know, it, it was going to make it harder on himself if he didn't. And he's done a tremendous job. You know, he does, uh, 
you know, he's a, he's a great leader. Everybody gravitates to him off the floor. You know, you mentioned he's one of the funniest kids ever. And, uh, you know, but he, he really trusts his teammates. And I think he really sees now, you know, kind of the depth we have. And, you know, he, he trusts every one of our guys to shoot the basketball. He trusts throwing the ball into JB, throws it, you know, to Abdul and great. And, uh, you know, when you have that trust as a point guard, it permeates throughout the team. Your group, too, is so fascinating because every guy you're mentioning, they're all from, they're also just different personalities, different backgrounds. They're, a lot of them are from foreign countries. I know that you got the crew from the, the U.K., which is awesome as well. It's always funny talking to those guys with their, their British accents. And they just seem so much smarter yeah. than us. <laughs> but regardless, what have you thought of that part, just the way that these guys have kind of come together? I know that the, the job's not finished yet, but it do, does seem like you guys have a great deal of trust in one another. We do, you know, and we're going we're gonna to need to keep that. Um, but we do, we have a high character group. Um, you know, we, we don't, we don't have a jerk on the team, you know, which is not always the case in division one basketball. And, uh, you know, we have great camaraderie. They get along, they hang out off the court. You know, it's just, it's a high character group. that's fun to be around every day. And like you said, you know, they are, it, it's a smart group. You know, I mean, I don't know when you said smarter than us, I know, I know they're smarter than me. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's, it's really fun to be around these guys on a daily basis. Montana State takes the show on the road this weekend. Uh, the I-15 corridor, we'll call it, trip to Idaho State and then down to Ogden to play Weber State. So first coach, uh, I guess the Idaho State, excuse me, game postponed. I can't even keep this all straight because of all the yeah. ways that everybody's going. Yeah. But you make your way down to Ogden. That is your only loss in your last 13 games when you guys lost to Weber State uh, in Bozeman at 85-75 a few weeks ago. So what's different about your team since that loss to Weber? And what do you think of this matchup against Randy Ray's squad, one of the most talented teams in the league? You know, I think I think our bench guys are are more confident now than they were at that point. Um, you know, and just especially some of these young guys. You know, they're they played whatever eight nine more games. You know, in conference, and so you know, hopefully that'll benefit us. You know, Weber State's super talented. They can just they can score the basketball at any position at any time. And uh, I mean, you know as well as anybody. I mean, they're always one of the top teams in the conference. And you know, we're we're gonna have to play really well. You know, we're gonna have to defend at a very high level. And you also have to make some shots. If you don't make shots down there, you're not you're not gonna beat Weber at Weber. You've been down there a lot between your time as a player and assistant coach, and now a couple years in as a head coach. One of the most challenging places to play, but but why? What 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 makes Weber State such a tough place to play? The main thing is they always have really good players. <laughs> you know, you can For sure. say whatever you want about crowd, all that. They always have tremendous players. From, I mean, you go back to the '80s. Like every year, they got a couple first team all league guys. And at the end of the day, coaching's coaching, and you know your culture's your culture. But you know you got to have guys that make plays, and that's one thing that you know even for us this year, you know this is the most talented team we have, and we have good players, and that that's why we're having success. Montana State Minute presented by Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor. Any and all residential real estate needs you might have in and around Helena, Jake's got you covered. He has an ability to get to know people as well as anybody I've ever met, and that lets him know the lay of the land wherever he's trying to find you a house or maybe he's trying to help you sell one. Either way, Jake Dubeck has all your answers for any of your questions in real estate in and around the capital city. Jake Dubeck, your Montana realtor and proud presenter of the Montana State Minute with Danny Sprinkle. Coach, last thing for you, you spent close to two decades in Los Angeles. 
The Rams are going to the Super Bowl, and the game's in L.A. We were talking before, Ed. I don't think either one of us can be able to afford any tickets. They're going for about between five dollars and $20,000 a piece, but I'm sure you have plenty of friends and a lot of people down in L.A. that you still keep up with. Uh, pretty wild, because L.A. has been the epicenter for so many amazing events throughout the years, but this is sort of unique with not only the Super Bowl coming to town to SoFi Stadium, but also the home squad in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, I mean, I love my time down there. Uh, you know, I mean, I've spent almost half my life down there, and so that, that's kind of home, too. Uh, but it, it's it's exciting, you know, even watching that game on Sunday, you know, just seeing the excitement of all the people in Los Angeles at that game. And, uh, you know, one of the thrills for me was one of our managers, you know, my first couple years at Northridge, who I was, I was in charge of the managers, uh, Rashawn Haylock, he's working for the ABC station down there, uh, and he has been for a while, but, you know, Seeing him, you know, interview Aaron Donald and those guys after the game was was pretty awesome, too. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time. Best of luck on your road trip this weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for being here. You got it. Thanks, man. Go Cat. The Missoula Big Sky Girls basketball team won five games over the last four years. They already have four wins this season. A former Grizz is leading the way. Ty Hobbs, our prep extra. Next, keep it right here. It's been Radio. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. What up, Montana? Welcome back. New is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. New is Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And uh, it's crazy the way that life evolves. Funny the way that sometimes things come full circle or your paths cross in ways you never expect. Right now, being joined in studio. We're recording this on a Monday afternoon. we got to tell you that now when we're recording things. But Tyler Hobbs in studio with us. And uh, Ty is a, Ty's a guy I've known since we were in college. He played football at the University of Montana. My brother was on the team uh, for a year, maybe even two years, when, when Ty was still playing. And now you're sitting here in Big Sky Eagles gear. Never in my life did I think my buddy from Spokane was going to be wearing Big Sky Eagles gear. But Ty's now the head coach for the uh, Missoula Big Sky Girls basketball team. So fun having you in here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Uh, first and foremost... Give people a little update, because for those that know, they know. You've been coaching around here for quite a long time. You've had various stops since your Grizz career got done. But just take people through, like, the last 10 years since you got done playing for the Grizz, because you've had multiple stops, multiple different high schools around Western Montana. Yeah, I kind of circled the uh, the whole Western Montana um, area right after right after college. I, I did some student teaching and uh, uh, spent a couple years at Big Sky right out of college where I was coaching uh, football, basketball, and track. Right. Did the, did the whole gamut there. Um before I got a full-time p- teaching position up in uh, Columbia Falls. So that was a pretty cool experience. Coached uh, football under uh, Jackson, Jackson Schweikert. He was a great coach. Great coach. Columbia Falls has been really, really good since he's been the head coach up there. They've had a lot of guys that have gotten on to the Frontier Conference. A couple guys even got shots with the Cats and the Grizz. So. Yeah. And that was cool because he, he brought a program back from, you know, they, they were – they had they struggled for 
a number of years yeah. before he got there. So uh, that was a great experience. Got to pick uh, Finberg's brain a little bit up there. Yep. Spent some time in the gym with him, uh, who's a phenomenal coach. Um, and so I spent a year up there. Um, then got a head coaching job down at Stevensville. Um, coached the boys down in Stevensville uh, for a couple of years. Um, so got to you know dip my toes in the water there. Um, we started the weight program down there. I, I should say brought it back. Um, yeah. Coaching football. It's funny how that stuff ebbs and flows, right? Because like when you were playing, and, and maybe guys that are a couple years older than you, but there was a whole bunch of dudes from Dallas and Steve I that were just beasts. It's amazing how things ebbs and flows. I know. Well, Steve Steve I had a really good football coach for um, for sure for a long time there. Um, oh, what's his name? George. Uh, George Wasser. Yeah, George Wasser for sure. And then yeah. and Coach Chambers was a great basketball coach down there forever yeah. as well. Yeah, for so sure. between those two guys, you know, they uh you know, they had it pretty dialed in. Yeah. They had the weight room going. And that kind of fell out of fell out of style, I yeah. guess. I don't know. So uh we got that going as a head basketball coach. Our head football coach was my my J V coach, and then I assisted him um with the football program there. So yeah, then started having kids. You know, my wife was still working on her career here in Missoula, and uh, so I decided to get out of teaching and got into real estate and uh, went back to Big Sky. Um, Coach Sarah with Brian Ferreter, uh, JV on the boys' side for uh, for a couple of years, and um, they had some turnover with coaching over there. And then I got a call from from Karen Deaton, and uh, spent the last three years over at Sentinel with the uh, with the girls as a JV coach with Karen, and now I'm back to Big Sky. <laughs> well, it's pretty amazing for a guy that you know you're only in your mid 30s, just like me, and uh, that's a lot of really good coaches across cross paths. So you've probably picked up quite a lot from from working alongside a lot of these these uh, the mentors of yours. Yeah, totally, totally. Some really good coaches, um, and and I think it's important to note that you you can pick up stuff from football coaches, basketball totally. coaches. I mean, you you name it, you know. Great coaches are great leaders, and uh, you know they have they have philosophies. And you know, aside from the X's and O's, you know, great leadership qualities about leading young people. And uh, you know, I got to pick pick their brains of some some good coaches. And then not to mention, there's some some X's and O's in there that uh, that you pick up along the way. Missoula Big Sky head coach Tyler Hobbs lead the girls basketball program program over there at Big Sky. And Ty, when you take this job. Missoula Big Sky, first of all, another that's another place where I think people forgot about what Missoula Big Sky once was. Uh, 406 MT Sports, um, Jeff Welch, who's the, the sports editor over there, he did a great series over the holidays, the 50 best women's basketball players in the history of the state of Montana. And Big Sky was as well represented on that list as, as any school. I mean, Marty Leibenguth and Jocelyn Tinkle and Ellie Tinkle. And Lake. And Lake. I mean... You're talking, you know, Kelly Pilcher was a great Big Sky Eagle back in the day. There's yeah. multiple state championship banners at Big Sky. I mean, Marty Labaguth was a phenomenal coach after her time as a player, both for Big Sky and the Lady Grizz there. Big Sky had great girls basketball tradition. It sort of fell off a cliff. And so in the five years preceding when you took over, just a handful of wins. They had a couple of years where they didn't even win a game. I think mm-hmm. this team had won five games in three years total. So what did you think of the challenge when you first took this job? Well, I, I guess the first conversation was with my wife, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, to see if I could see if I could do that, see if she was on board, and uh, thankfully she was on board. Ty's wife, by the way, great athlete herself, was a golfer here at the University of Montana. Yes, you yes. don't want to play her at the ranch club, I promise you. She will kick your butt. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. Uh, her handicap's a lot better than mine. <laughs> well, and then when she got, and then she cons you into it, and she's like, "Well, I'm going to just play from the women's tees." And you're like, "Well, now then she hits it on the green off the tee box." You're like, this isn't very fair. Yeah, yeah it's, it's unfair. It's unfair. <laughs> she's got to play from the blues <laughs> for sure. So anyway, so Alyssa gives you the go ahead, and uh, and what are you thinking though in terms of how to rebuild this thing? Because high school sports is so interesting, right? Y- you don't get to go out and recruit a whole bunch of people. 
Right. You know, you have to build a culture and you have to make it matter again. And uh, I mean, it's definitely a tall task when you take over a program that had been struggling like Big Sky had been. Well, what I what I did know is that there's good community support behind Big Sky, and there's a great group of parents, and um, the administration is uh, is on board. The booster club's more active than than I've ever seen it. Yep. Um, so I knew there was some good support there, and um, you know, this is a this is a town where it seems like the kids kind of kind of pick and choose and move to one school. That's right. Remember, that's but, right. Um, that's you right. Know, I'm, I've been a big believer that the, the grass is greener where you water it. You know, that's yeah. a, um, Davo Sweeney mm-hmm. talks about that, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, blossom where you're at. So I, I thought, you know, we can we, we can put this together and it's going to take a massive amount of effort and a lot of hands. And But I knew that there was a lot of hands that were willing to help. Many hands makes light work. No question. Ty Hobbs joining us, Missoula Big Sky head girls basketball coach here in studio. And again, just three wins in over the last three seasons, I guess five wins total in the last three seasons for the Missoula Big Sky girls. I had a winless season in there, but you guys now off to a 4-4 start. So uh, last week, a, a sort of a big time win over Kalispell Glacier. It's one of the better programs in the state. Hadn't beat Glacier in five plus years. And uh, you guys you, you obviously haven't arrived yet, but you got things rolling a little bit. So what's been the key early on to, to Big Sky's uh, sort of renewed success? Well, first of all, we got great kids, yeah. and and they're they're buying in, they're believing. Um, you know, I got two signs in the locker room. One says "believe," one says "it can't be done" with the T crossed out. You know, and and they they bought into that from the very very get go. Um, they've accepted their roles, and and they know who they are as people and uh, as a team. Um, so we we've spent a lot of time in a. Uh, in the short span of figuring out who we are and and what we got to do to get better um and and we got you know we've got great coaches that that are that watch a lot of film uh <laughs> this coaching staff watches more film than uh any of them that i've been a part of so that's pretty cool that's good to have uh you know their input well you play college football and f- watching film is a huge part of a lot of different sports that part to me is so fascinating though how it's changed because now it's so much more accessible right it is yeah, you can just get it on the iPad. Like the kids could just have it, right? Yeah, the kids got it. It's it's we put all of our film in a pool. You can pull off any game that you want. Right, like much. we used to have to go take the sack lunch into the football <laughs> coach's <laughs> office. You got to sit there. You got to rewind it the whole time. You can't yeah. see anything. Well, I think that's you know part of my football background. You know, right. plays a big role in, in how I operate this team. You know, football you spend ninety nine percent of your time preparing. That's right. You know, and so that's kind of ingrained in me is to prepare and prepare and prepare. Karen Dean was also great at preparation. Learned a lot, a lot of different ways to look at the film, um, you know, from a basketball standpoint. So, you know, that's a, that's a big piece of it. Some people listening to this are probably thinking, well, I remember Ty Hobbs when he was playing for the Grizz. He was a big defensive tackle. Why the hell is he coaching girls basketball? But for those that remembered you uh, when we were younger, you're a hell of a basketball player yourself. Was ba- was basketball kind of your first love? That was my thing. That right. My thing. But then, you you know, 6'5 is big for a, a defensive lineman, not big enough to be a power forward at the D1 level, right? So you kind of right. got stuck. Yeah, I was I was ground bound. <laughs> six, six foot five, undersized post. Could shoot a little bit, but not good enough. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, uh, the, the number one memory I have of you as an athlete has nothing to do with your Grizz football career. It was those intramural teams you guys used to put together. And it was like the football. Guy. Yeah, right. And we used to hate that. I used to recruit all these dudes that were just ballers from down at the rec center, guys that played college basketball, all this stuff. But we could never hang with you guys because you guys had Greg Hardy, who's a mountain. You're a mountain. Dan Bowden come down and play for you sometimes. I mean, you got all the 6'5", 275-pound guys on one squad. You know, like Gerald Kemp and, and uh, Alex Shaw were like the small guys That's on the right. team. Yeah, that was like team. That was like team two twenty five. You had to weigh at least two twenty five to play on that basketball team. That That's was right. def, def, definitely fun memories. Ty Hobbs joining me, Colter Nuanas in studio. 
Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. So I have an interesting question for you. you Karen Deaton's certainly a, a legend in Montana mm-hmm. uh, high school basketball, sports in general. I mean, name the number one player in the history of Montana basketball, and uh, hard to argue, uh, you know, All-American at, at uh, Washington. And I, I remember when she first was playing in what was known then as the, uh, I believe it was the ABL Mm-hmm. Before the WNBA had yep. started, she was playing for the Connecticut Blizzard. I remember she came and coached a basketball camp back when I was in middle school, and uh, just well, I was just marveling at this this woman who was just like this ferocious competitor. But you also played for Bobby Halk in, in high school or in, in college, excuse me. Compare and contrast. I mean, is there any parallels between those two? Completely different sports, completely different personalities. I just yeah. find that fascinating that you have these uh, these two influences that are both memorable in their own rights, but totally different sports, totally different uh, philosophies, and just ways of being. Well, I guess I guess the biggest thing. Between those two, is they're they're like you said, they're both com- competitors. Don't want to lose, exactly. Yeah, fearless competitors, and and I would say the other thing I mentioned earlier was the level of preparation. You know, Coach Houck's one of the greatest preparers of all time. Uh, for sure. You know. It's like almost hurts how prepared he is for everything. Yeah, it hurts as a player. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> your, your right foot goes here, your left foot goes there at all times. That's right. 24 hours a day, you know where you're supposed to be. You got to love it. <laughs> and I think Karen was a lot, is a lot like that, too. You know, she's very diligent in watching her film and preparation and leading those young kids to, uh, to be prepared when they step out on the court. Tell us just a little bit about this Big Sky team. You guys you guys got it going a little bit. You have an outstanding freshman, first of all, Cadence Couture, who uh, is sort of leading the way, but also Avery Bat. Her name has popped up in our sports centers the last couple weeks as well. She seems to be playing pretty well. So just tell us kind of about your squad. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're feisty. They're feisty. Cadence is a, is a very good player. She's very versatile. Um, she's, a, she's just a, a great athlete. Yeah. Um, and a competitor. Um, the great thing about her is, you know, the ball works through her hands quite a bit, but she's selfless. She gets her teammates involved. And we've got a group uh, a group of these freshmen that came in that have played a lot together um, growing up. And so that helps. They understand each other. They know where they're at on the court. Um, and then you add, you add a couple of seniors and a couple of juniors in the mix. And, you know, God bless them. They've, they've been put through the ringer with uh, all the coaching turnover. But what they've learned is they've learned how to pick up a new system right. relatively quickly. Totally. Because they've had to do it three or four times in a row. Um, so and, and they've bought in and and plugged right in. So, um, yeah, we got you know Avery Batts doing a really good job. Grace Bunnell is another senior that starts for us. Um, Audrey Hale is our point guard. She does a great job running the offense. Just a really good, solid point guard. Um, and then Maddie Jones is a junior. She's been in the program for a couple of years, and they play hard. What's next? Tell us this the upcoming schedule. I know you guys were up in the flathead over the weekend. What's uh, what's United's next couple games? Yes, we uh, we play Helena. Helena High tomorrow. Yep. Good team. They're physical. Yep. Uh, Bullock's a handful. That must be Governor Bullock's daughter, I'm assuming, yeah. right? He's yeah. had a couple of outstanding uh, daughter athletes, so I was assuming that the Bullock last name is yep. still still uh, former Montana Governor Steve Bullock's daughter. Yep, yep. So they'll, they'll be tough. And then on Thursday, where do we go Thursday? I'm one game at a time. <laughs> so on Thursday we go uh, to Capital. Nice. Which is always a tough place to play. Always, always. Um, Never hasn't been. Right, right. Um, so there'll be a, there'll be a good challenge. The the beauty of of this year is that um, anything can happen. You know, you've got you've got Hellgate on top. You've got uh, Flathead that's right behind them, and then you got a bunch bunch of teams in the mix. Uh, anyone can beat anyone at any given night. So. Uh, I think we. Got, I, I like our chances. I like our kids. I like. Uh, we got good leadership. We got kids that are that are bought into their to their roles and they play hard. So, 
Ty Hobbs joining us here in Nuanas now. Missoula Big Sky, girls basketball coach. Last thing for you then, what's your vision for this thing? I mean, this is year one. You guys have already made big strides. One more games this year than you have the last couple of years combined. So what's next, though? What do you want this program to be defined by? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think that, you know, you got to have that vision when you come into a place like this, and, and you got to be prepared uh, to implement that vision. And like I said, we got a lot of people that are that are that have a hand in that. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is developing leaders, get getting those getting those kids together. You know, every every one of these kids wants to know that you love about them, care about them, believe in them, sure. and can help them get better. And that's what we're trying to do every single day. And the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. But I mean, you co- you come into a program um, and you know, this was a five year plan essentially. You know, how do you put a five year plan into place? Well, you start one step at a time. You know, we're, we're doing some fun things. We had a family night where we invited the community to the game. I think we had almost 90 kids Sweet. Um, at the game. The gym was rocking. The band was playing. It's a great atmosphere. So, you know, just trying to engage the community, uh, get them involved. And, um, of course, you know, the day-to-day grind of the season, you know, we got we to gotta embrace the suck a little bit, you know. And you, there's, there, there's, some, there's some tough days, but um, that's when you get better. Was a little big sky couple games this week. We'll keep you apprised of everything that's going on around the Garden City and around the state. But uh, from a big sky alum, proud of you, man. I'm glad you're at my alma mater. You're doing great things. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back. Third time's a charm. Hey, gotta love it. Ty House was a little big sky girls basketball coach, former Grizz defensive lineman here in studio with us on Nuanas Now. It's our prep extra presented by Farmer State Bank. You can head on over to farmersebank.com right now. They got something cool going on. Ten ten thousand dollars scholarships. That's right. Ten ten thousand dollars scholarships. A hundred thousand dollars worth of scholarships to Montana high school seniors. But act now because deadlines March fifteenth. Go go on over to farmers ebank.com Farmer State Bank proud presenter of the Prep Extra and enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907 keep it right here ESPN Radio Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams both collegially and professionally there are multiple ways to bet including in-game which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds and parlay betting where you could have a chance to win big Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. So Montana, welcome back. Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Time for the final word, which is presented by Eagle Satellite. Have you heard about the great prices on TV and Internet Eagle Satellite's offering? Eagle Satellite has TV packages starting at $57.99 a month with free installation and Internet for just $50 a month. Eagle Satellite, locally owned and operated and has been best serving Montana for over 40 years. Thanks for listening to the show. Great list of guests for you. Travis DeCure, Danny Sprinkle, Tyler Hobbs, Riley Corcoran, as well as a couple guys from the Fire on Ice charity hockey game. You can find everything on the uh, Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Sports Bet Montana, as well as the Advocates. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m. 
Another jam-packed show. Tucker Sargent help us kick off our ESPN Missoula 10th year anniversary celebration. We're also going to hear from Alex Esselman of SWX Montana Television. It's National Signing Day, so we'll hear from Bobby Houck and Brent Vegan and our Grizz Star of the Week, Brandon Whitney. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.